0: let's talk about voldemort there is this pride in him that comes with the eight fix he's very like unwilling to be vulnerable but i think it's mostly from a competent perspective rather than a reactive perspective like i do not see him ever being able to like throw out all of these vulnerable emotions like he gets angry but it always feels like he's in control
1: Y'all, welcome back to Not My Type. Jack and Malia are here with you to discuss our second episode regarding the Harry Potter characters and assessing them through the room.
0: So if you haven't listened to the first part, please, please go back. I guess it doesn't like we're just going to be talking about different characters. So I guess you could do that the other way, but it's, you know, it would be preferable to go
1: back. And there's also more context for like how we're discussing them um, yeah. in the previous episode that you should listen to. Um We are going to be talking about the theory of Trifix a lot. So if you don't know what we're talking about there, the episode before part one um, is discussing Trifix and what that looks like. Uh, Basically, it's just a combination of three different types from the three different centers of head, heart, and body. Um, And they kind of give us a more clear flavor of each character. So that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to do. And also, Um, for the record, Malia and I have not discussed um, these characters with each other yet. So we discussed like half of them in the last episode, but... um, this second batch, we still don't know what the other person thinks for all of that. So that's yeah, where I'm at.
0: V- very fun. Um, Another disclaimer is that we did go back and watch the movies for this, but we only watched the last four. And we are also, we love the books, but we haven't read them in like a year or so, or maybe more. So uh, that's, that's the disclaimer for where we're getting these character structures is we really wanted to see them kind of grown up um, and kind of review our ideas of the characters but we'll be bringing in uh the flavors of the characters from the books and the movies but the movies were our most recent reference all right who should we start with thank you pick okay okay this is an arbitrary character but it's Perfect. the first person on my on my on my secondary list. Um let's talk about Creature and Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Creature
1: and Dobby. I feel like oh wait, let me I haven't I don't know if I typed Creature. Let me think about Creature for a second. You can start talking about him. Okay. If you want.
0: What is Actually, let's do
1: Dobby. Is, can we do Dobby first?
0: Yes, yeah. Okay. So I think that Dobby is Uh, a nine with a six and two trifix which makes him uh, Stockholm Syndrome because he is like I mean literally his his theme and his character throughout the books and the movies is this poor little elf who's like finding freedom you know Um, but it kind of takes someone else to like fight for him in order for him to find it
1: I would say I do not agree he's a core nine at all I think (gasps) he is i think he's two. i think he's two six eight because two
0: six eight
1: yeah because it's the double sweetness and like dependent stance of two and six together it's like super like -hmm. he's trying to do the right thing the whole time but his his presence is expansive like he's like a ringleader he's loud amongst all the other house elves in the book i don't know if you remember that but like i think of him as just like very chubby so like i like chubby with all of his like like he's just I think he's a core too. so he is like really trying to care for Harry, but I also think of him as he's got this sort of like nervousness of six for sure. So I would agree with you on two and six, but I think he's actually an eight and not a nine fix. Because Interesting. His his presence isn't passive or like too like I don't know, too like withering or something. Like he's just like there. Like Dobby's there.
0: But I yeah, I guess I guess so. Like that makes sense, especially when like in the books Hermione goes on her whole spew adventure and he starts (laughs) he starts like arguing with the elves of what they want like I can totally see that shoving helping this um but can talk more about the eight versus the nine because like you also see him with the Malfoys and he's he's just so dissolved
1: no I don't I don't think he's dissolved i mean think about two like two and nine both can be like service oriented you know i think it's i think dobby mm-hmm. is just like doing what he has to do magically like he's magically forced to work for the malfoys but he doesn't really like them and yet he still feels the guilt of like disobeying them And i think that's the double dependent stance like i don't think that has anything to do with nine really because he's not like a right. passive like blurry that's the thing is that like a nine fix is blurry and fuzzy you know like and if he was nine... double
0: positive he would be more blurry and fuzzy
1: i think so too i I guess if he's double positive, the other scenario is maybe he's two seven eight in my head, mm. but I think he's but I think he's probably two six eight because he seems so like overtly anxious to me. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just like part of the. No,
0: I I actually think that that's 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 pretty accurate. Um, now what do you think about creature?
1: Okay, wait. I think creature. Okay, creature is so cynical. I think creature is. I'm gonna say. Four one six. Okay. I think I I could be wrong, but creatures like he seems he seems double frustration energy to me. Like that like mm. like that pickiness and like stiffness of one and four together, the, like the over idealism, and he's like obsessed with like idealizing the black family and then like yeah. hates yeah. everyone who isn't them. Like it just seems That's like, so true. But seems to be like very reverential and like authority focused in a way with six, I think. Mm.
0: so i put 486 um for his for creatures traffics because i definitely see the forishness in the like elitism and this always talking about the black family as in like my past was so good and now look how broken and, and hurt i am and different and um he definitely has that cynical nature to him he also has that six like anxiety and that you don't necessarily see but I think it's not positive like it would be with a seven fix and it's not necessarily insightful and objective like a five fix would be it feels like very personal very pessimistic but the eight fix I said because it kind of lets the four and the six exist because I was kind of thinking about what we were talking about with with the, the ego boundaries and Um, And that's why I was thinking maybe eight and eight is also would make him uh, that'd be triple reactive. Correct.
1: He is a reactive individual. Yeah. I guess I just don't see his like his presence as expansive. That's I think that's Mm -hmm. what it is, is that I, I see your argument. And so you really could be right. But I think he strikes me as like more like rigid and like kind of uptight, you know. Yeah, so I I, I do
0: like I do like the one fix for the for the double frustration. I think he is a very he as much as he is reactive. I think he's very frustrated.
1: <laughs> you know, Malia, I think actually something I wanted to say that might be helpful for you is that I often hear when you're talking about four, I think you're talking about like idealizing the past a lot. I don't think mm-hmm. that's really part of four's type structure. Fours are withdrawn and they are idealists but like when you talk to fours i think a pretty regular theme is that like fours hate their childhood that's like pretty regular mm. is that they're frustrated with it so i think the idealism of the past is like maybe you're confusing the fact that like the four the four has this sense of like an ideal has passed them by but it doesn't mean that like they're always looking to that ideal i think they've just resigned themselves to this sense of like this doesn't exist anymore mm. like it it doesn't it doesn't really exist like i think that The rosy perspective of their past, that is a nine-ish behavior. That's so nine-ish to like positive eyes. Remember fours are negative types. So even if like they're idealists, that doesn't mean they think positively about their childhood. I think often fours hate their childhood more than any other type because they're double frustration. They're frustrated with both parents.
0: I think that's super helpful actually, because I think that when you talk about idealizing and also being in past oriented, it can get like muddled together to where you're like, oh, then they must be idealizing the past. And they must be feeling like what was elite and passed them by was something that they already had and no longer have. But what you're saying is like, they feel like they never had that in the first place.
1: Well, I don't think it's universal and I'm also not a four, so I can't speak to it. But I think a big thing to remember is that like fours are frustration types. So they're dealing with like chronic disappointment, the same way sevens and ones are. It's just like different tactics to cope with it. Mm. Um, But I think when you think about like idealizing the past, like I hear you say that a lot whenever we talk about four, and I actually wouldn't say that's like a trait of fours necessarily. I think Mm. fours are just like, I don't think it's overtly like, I remember this treasured time and now this isn't that anymore. Like I, I suppose that is true to some degree maybe, but I think a lot of times like fours have always felt like an outcast and always felt like an outsider. So it's not really like their childhood is like this is probably different for some people, but I think a lot of times fours because they're double frustration or like they've, they've done that, like they've been frustrated with both parents or like with the belonging object in general, that, like both mm. forces that like, they've never felt sufficiently protected or loved. Um, because of that, I think there's like this general sense of like distaste for, the, for everything in, in the world. And so I don't see fours as like necessarily like sentimental about their lives. I think they're sentimental about their inner world which is part of being withdrawn mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say fours are typically sentimental about like and i could be wrong so yeah but, but i just think an important part is like don't think of fours as like seeing their past as necessarily a great thing because i think a lot of fours become fours because they hate their childhood
0: <laughs> yeah i okay now i think that i'm gonna throw out this other character that we should talk about because i think it has a lot to do with this conversation and this is really helpful in understanding the the fourth neurosis for me, for at least um, yeah. we should talk about Snape next as an offshoot of the, of creature
1: of creature. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Snape is a four. Absolutely. I do too. Yeah. I think, but I think that I, I see what you're saying about idealism in the past in regard to his obsession with Lily.
0: But um, then what you're saying makes more sense because he really never had that ideal. Like, the way that he wanted it to you know he really never exactly. had the ideal that he he thought he did
1: because even then he was always reaching for her you know right. like even that even when they were younger and he like idealizes that time in a way he never it still wasn't sufficient for him then i think that's a big mm. thing is that like the four is perpetually dissatisfied and that's why they get this like flavor of angst and like negativity about the world because even in their childhood when things were better it wasn't as good as it is now you know like, or, or it wasn't no what am i saying even in their childhood when things might've been better, it still wasn't good enough. Just like it isn't now. I think that's why like fours trick themselves into thinking like the world is only going downhill and therefore they are also only going downhill. Think about fours, sevens and ones as like, think about them as like their conflict approach. So like sevens are idealizing the positive realities and Mm. ones are idealizing the objective or like, like neutral true universal realities Mm. but fours have idealized negative realities that's that's why fours are so interesting but also so rare because it's an idealism and like a kind of a beautification of what's actually really negative so like a big trend is that like fours will romanticize death that's like a weird thing but it's really true is that like death archetypes and like kind of like this general and sense like this sense of like pain is somehow inherently related to beauty like fours are aware of that, I think more than other types are, because that's what the frustration types are doing. Like they're considering an ideal. Um, That doesn't mean they're necessarily positive people though. Like sevens are probably optimistic, but I wouldn't say ones or fours are, I I would say Mm -hmm. ones are idealizing like the neutral thing as a competency type, like what's neutrally true and good and right. And not, not my bias, my optimistic or pessimistic bias, none of that. But then fours are kind of like pessimistic and they know it, but they're like attached to that pessimism in a way.
0: Mm. Right, right. So I think we see this in Snape because his entire aesthetic is one, disgust over the present.
1: <laughs> over everything. Um,
0: and two, always living in the past. And not, I, I, I guess, in relation to what we were talking about, not idealizing, but kind of thinking like I was wronged. You know, like that's his co- kind of whole aesthetic, and like it—it it gives him the freedom to act out against like twelve-year-olds. You know, like he—it
1: <laughs> gives him the the victim vibe. Like I'm the victim, Google right? Me. Right?
0: Right. What did you think his trifix was?
1: I considered four six eight, but I said four five eight. I think he—he mm. he might just have a five wing, but I think he's got that big secrecy and like separation effect. It could be six eight, but I think I said four five eight because he like. Four, five, eight is that double withdrawn, um, but with the the force and presence of eight. So it's like this shovy aggression m- mixed with like the existential gap of four and five together. You know, right. like, I think it's been called like the useless beast or something before. Like it's, it's just like this, like this chronic slowness and inability to really exist in the real world that you get at four and five um, mixed with like the force and defensiveness and like. Energy of eight, I guess. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense. I I said four and five as well, but I actually said one because I I see that double frustration in him, but also the stiffness in the way that he carries his frustration. It's like hmm. you don't understand, but also like I know exactly what's right, and I'm gonna do it in my very like rigid way. And and like he and he also uses his like goodness in a way to to show his elitism and i see that in the one that one fix of of like it, the first time he tries to fight harry in class in like bold move as a professor <laughs> um, but he he fights him by being like what what is the the components of this thing or like what you know he like asks him all these questions and he's like no you're wrong and i like no it's right i think
1: yeah i could see that I think part of the way I see it is that like that know-it-all mentality of like crushing an 11-year-old's dreams like that, I think is, uh, I mean, he's an awful character, also arguably a great character, but like, I think part of that is a five-ishness to it. It's like, Mm. like fives are often more know-it-all-y than ones. Because remember ones are know-it-all-y, but like bound by some objective law. And that's why I don't think Snape has a one fix because Mm. if he, like, he wouldn't be bullying a child, you know what I'm saying? Like- Maybe that's not true, but he doesn't seem convinced that like he's doing, like think about Umbridge. Umbridge is a one who's bullying children, but like is under the impression that she's doing it for the greater good, you know? And like Snape knows that he's being selfish. I actually think he really does know that like he's holding a grudge. And I think that's why mm-hmm. it's eight though, because it's like, he's willing to be that aggressive like force, but doesn't care that it's like wrong or whatever. Like he doesn't seem to have some great concern for like what's morally right or wrong. He seems to just do yeah. it his own way, you know?
0: Also, I think like we were just having this conversation before we started recording of like the frustration types, They and maybe it's not all frustration types, maybe it's just seven, but th- this idea that you're able to just kind of turn around, turn your back on things that don't want you or that you don't feel like you're obligated to. And and I feel like having the five and eight is double rejection versus the four and one is double frustration could make more sense because he does have that rejected vibe to him you know because his whole theme is about rejection like i felt rejected by this girl but also by the the guy that she ended up marrying and i'm going to take it out on his kid and Mm. his kid's friend that has teeth that are too large you know
1: (laughs) i think you might be taking the word rejection like for object relations a little bit too literally not saying Mm. that like he wasn't rejected by Lily because he was. But I think that's a lot of fourishness. Like fours are actually very concerned about being abandoned, I think. Um, Like they don't want to be associated with the world externally necessarily. But like there's an idealized hero for the four that I've heard about. I don't know if this is like what all fours feel, but I think there is this sense of like, Someday someone will come save me, but also will they, you know, Mm. I think Lily was, I think Lily was his hero. And so he is very concerned about being rejected, but I don't think that's like, maybe that relates to his rejection type structure. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, But when I think about like his concern about actually being rejected in relationship by Lily, it's that's, that's sort of why his fourishness shows up so clearly because he like, he doesn't dream of anyone new. And I think that's what, that's, what's really important is that like the four is just recycling old content. Right. You know, doesn't mean that they necessarily think things are great or things think things were great, but they're recycling their old ideals and dreams.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, pleasure. I think another
1: thing too is that like Snape Snape has such an interesting way of like his character arc. Like, think about the useless beast in general. Like, four and five are so withdrawn and so in their own world. And eight adds this like added flair of negativity because they're a reactive type. But like, he is so bold to be a good guy in the end. You know, like yeah. his character type is built up to be just incredibly selfish and self-concerned. And maybe he is, but like, I feel like we see a lot of transformation in him and it's because he actually like, kind of is willing to realize that there are other people that matter more than his own world. And maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just like the way I'm misremembering him, but.
0: Can you, can you talk about that like, that willingness to be a good guy and the difference between his eventual help versus like the fours stress movement to two, like what's the difference? Like,
1: Well, I don't think it's really help. I think what, I think his mark of growth is that growth movement to one, like he's willing to do what must be done and what's objectively right and good apart from his own dis like despair, you know, like he could muddle and dwell there forever, but in Mm. the end, and, like, I don't know if this is something like you thought about at all, but like, even at the very end where he gives, like, where he's literally dying and he gives Harry his tears full of the yeah. memories, like, I didn't ever think of that until right now this way, but it's kind of that's like, that's kind of a sacrifice, you know, like that's something that could have been just his, that he could have died mm. holding on to that because, like, that's what he kind of does all seven books is holds on to this memory of who Lily was to him and yeah. resents Harry for being a symbol of the fact that he didn't get her, you know? Right. But in the end, he realizes like that's I think that's like that movement to one in that like he actually does Gives what's her good up. and right and does action even though it's like he would much prefer to just hoard her for himself in his mind.
0: Y- yeah, I oh, wow, that's actually really beautiful. The and and I'm kind of one of those people that was like, why is everyone like love Snape so much? He kind of like bullied children <laughs> for like seven books, but I think that that really is a beautiful theme at the end where he he really does let her go in order for the greater good. Like he really does. He, he gives Harry the memories and this is really it. He lets Harry see him in a vulnerable state, you know? And that mm-hmm. that like is counter to uh, what we were talking about last episode when um, they're doing occlumency and legilimency, I think that's how you say it. Um, because Snape is like, no, don't like when when Harry does the back, back spell like Protego or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he sees into Snape. Snape is like, no, how dare you look in my memories. And this scene is like the the adverse to that, where he's like, no, I'm actually going to willingly give you those memories. And that's going to like save everyone's life. Uh, Okay. So moving on from Snape, who's your next pick? Pick your fighter.
1: (laughs) Pick my fighter. I want to talk about um, an incredibly irrelevant character. Which <laughs> I don't even know what I think about this character's type because we, we know so little. But I want to talk about lavender brown.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Go. I
1: would I would love do you have any thoughts about what type she is? Uh,
0: okay. I gotta I gotta I gotta go for it. I think that she is a two. Um, I think she's, and we haven't really brought this in—the instincts in at all. I think she's a self-prez too, the the true self-prez too. Um, think about the way that she showers Ron with like gifts and stuff, and she's like, I I think she's either she's definitely sexual or self-prez first.
1: She's, um, she is so sexual, though. I think she's <laughs> arguably sexual self-pressed because that girl is literally, she is so concerned about seducing him the whole time. Like, it's, there's such an overt sexuality. And maybe that's, she's, I would say she's social ass, though, because she has like no sure. concern for like, yeah, w- what is, like, there's no awareness of like what's going on.
0: Oh my God. And how
1: public her disgusting. I said she was 286. I don't know what you think of that.
0: 286. Uh, where, yeah. I mean, I think the eight for sure, like <laughs> for sure. An eight fix. Um, There's no dissolving at all. There's no like rigidity, rigidity at or, all. Yeah. I would um, say
1: she's, I would say six, because you don't see like, like you add it, you see this added layer of desperation, I guess. And like this added layer of like, yeah. like, Oh, I'm just innocent kind of in a way, you know, like two seven eight is, is more like forceful and aware that it's double aggressive. I think she's an aggressive individual, but like, I think it's 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 with this added sense of like being desperate for Ron in a way, and also mm. like you can sense she's also like doubly reactive. I think in a way, okay, I see six yeah. and eight together
0: because the only other the only other option would be two seven eight because of this like shoving of like her everything's great, yeah. everything's gonna be so fun, and I see that a lot in her where where she just has no concept of boundaries at all <laughs> which is also where the i think the sexual instinct comes in well
1: where- well the no boundaries thing is, is yeah maybe it's sexual but that's especially two and eight like rejection yeah, types eight, ha- have sure. have distorted boundaries especially like fives fives over boundaries and then eights and mm. twos act like they don't matter like right twos believe in like basically no boundary to the heart space and eights believe in no boundaries with the eights with the body space it's like my mm. own boundaries it um yeah, no she's
0: she's for sure a very interesting individual and um she is just one of the most saturated characters for sure. All right, let's talk about uh an iconic character. Do you do you know who I'm talking about? She she's iconic. Who am I talking about?
1: Um you are talking about Minerva McGonagall.
0: Yes, you yes I am. Yes I am. I knew, I knew you it. would understand. What a Queen, first of all, she is amazing. Maggie Smith is amazing, and every character she plays is just immediately an icon. What did you think about Minerva McGonagall?
1: I said one, three, six, um, because. Okay.
0: We are completely she's different.
1: Completely <laughs> different. Um, I think definitely core one. That seems super evident to me. She's, mm. she's really strict and, and firm, but very sweet. Like, you know, like there's, I think it's a two wing. I think one with a two wing, Yeah, yeah. but she's got this, but she's not like, she's not concerned about like showing that sweetness primarily as like a core two would. She definitely mm. radiates. She just radiates competency energy to me, radiates it so much of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I buckle down and do it. You know, like there's like this, there's this like no nonsenseness to her. Um, but she's like, but she's authoritatively focused at six. Like, she's willing to like obey. And like, I, I see her as a middle manager for sure. Cause she's not mm, like, yeah. you know, like she's, she really has that double competency, like, do, do it and work hard. Like, I think I see her as such a hard worker in like every arena, but very yeah. concerned about like doing the right thing ultimately.
0: Yeah. I, I, I thought of for a second about a five fix because of this very objective mental space but i i definitely think that the um the ability to do the little tasks like she in a lot of ways is kind of um dumbledore's right hand man i think um even especially even at the in the battle of hogwarts when she's like okay this needs to happen this needs to happen this needs to happen uh i also considered her being a core eight versus a core one because she is uh especially so Uh, protective of Harry and um, Mm. and I I think you also see that strictness in eights sometimes when it comes from a like a parental aspect and I know we've talked about like eights don't always necessarily think of themselves that way but um,
1: I see what you're saying though yeah I get it
0: but I think she's a good example of a difference between eights and ones because a lot of people will say like eights are aggressive ones aren't but I think like ones can be very aggressive and this is a misconception i have had a lot when when we're trying to type people but either way like you do see the eightishness and you see the oneishness but um i think the biggest difference is that the the one is ultimately stricter in a way that the eight is like more the eight is more willing to give autonomy to themselves
1: yeah and remember like the body types in general are focused on autonomy. Eight, nine, and mm. one are all like, that's their ultimate goal. Like where the heart types want attention or validation and the head types want security. Um, the body types want autonomy. The difference is that like one gets autonomy by being good. One is like, mm. I don't need to be managed. I can be separate. I can do my own thing um, because I, I'm i following the rules and no one's going to correct me basically. Um, right. It's sort of like that. like if I never sin, like God won't ever pour his wrath on me. Um, that kind of mentality but I think a big thing is that like eights don't feel that like bondage at all to to what is like objectively good like I think a great example actually to contrast the like her with an eight is when um well also this doesn't really this is confusing but like because it's not really him but you know when Mad-Eye Moody isn't really Mad-Eye Moody and it's Barty Crouch Jr. yeah and in the movie he like he turns Draco into that ferret and it's like Throwing him yeah, around. Right. And you see her being like, "Uh, that's completely inappropriate, even though she also probably hates Draco, you know?
0: Right, 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 right.
1: She's kind of like, that's not an option.
0: No, yeah. Where he's
1: like, I do what I want.
0: I think it's also kind of fun to think about McGonagall as a one in relation to uh, Umbridge also being a one, which if you haven't gone back to the last episode, again, go back. But we talked about her being um, potentially triple dependent, one, two, six. But if McGonagall is one, Six three, then the only difference is the the two and the the three fix But you see them kind of go up against each other in that stare scene when they're like, I don't even know what they were saying, but basically they're both combating with each other on what is right, you know, because they have completely different ideas of what is um, quote unquote like justified and correct. Um, and in the end, like McGonagall does back down. Because Umbridge is is taking over, but I thought that I think that's a really interesting parallel.
1: It is really interesting too, because like you see her like Minerva's truly affronted when Dolores is like, but well, the one thing I won't stand for is disloyalty, and she's like disloyal, yeah. like as if I've ever been disloyal. But she's like, she kind of realizes that like the fight is worthless at that point, you know. Well, yeah. I think that's a great that's a great contrast. I want to hear your thoughts on Hagrid. Rubius Hagrid himself.
0: Oh, Hagrid. Um, I feel like he was a pretty easy choice um, because he just radiates two Like, sweet, simple. Like, I think he has a nine fix as well, which allows him to just be really his two but a very chill vibe to him. And then I, I kind of want to make him triple positive just because of like his whole, like let's trust this stranger that gives me this dragon and like let me take him home and like this is going to be great and fun. um, And the way that he a- is always just accidentally telling the kids stuff that he shouldn't, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't think that someone with a six fix and, may- and I definitely could be wrong, but like the way I was thinking of it is the triple positive just has this like flowy, free, um, everything's going great, positive attitude. And I don't think a six fix would would have like let go all of that information, you know, and, and just like kind of willy-nilly had said it. Um, but I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think I am not sure. I think I think he's two nine six. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. because I think this is an important example of like why trifix matters so much is that a six fix is not the same thing as being a core six, mm. because you have to include the fact that like six is not existing in isolation here. It's not like you just have a head type or whatever. It, right. is, it is inherently connected to nine and connected to two. So six and two together doubles down on this sense of like duty and doubles down on this sense of like personability in a way, but six and nine double down on the sense of like being adaptable and being, connected i think the big thing is that like i could be wrong about this in hagrid but i don't see the seven nine flowiness together where like everything like i see some sevenishness in like the way he's playful so i get what you're saying but i wouldn't say he uh you could be right though i don't know i could be convinced otherwise yeah, he give, just give an
0: example of the six fix because i could also be very wrong
1: i think it's just like double dependent you know like double double mm. like he he gives me stockholm syndrome vibes i think it, this general sense of like i I'm referencing the other and I could also be like submissive. It's like the niceness in every genre. Yeah. He's, so, he's like, just like a genuine, genuinely nice guy. And I think a seven fix adds some degree of like unnecessary and sometimes selfish independence. It's like, I do it my own way in a way, mm. which I don't see so much with him. Um, Especially like he, if
0: you're a core two as well.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, as a core two, but also like that mixed with the fact that like he seems very cued into Dumbledore. And I think that's a mark of a six fix in a way, you know, not just mm. Dumbledore in general, but like, but he's very committed and like consistent to the things that are established in his world. Yeah. And he's so, he, he is so like, additionally loyal. I like that. I know that's sort of like a kind of a silly thing to say, but like, cause I don't usually like nicknames or whatever, but like six is called the loyalist in a way. And I see that trait in him.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you see both um, for sure. The, the, the other referencing the dependence on people like Dumbledore and in the way that he, you know, he really does rely on them. I guess the the question is, as you're thinking about it, like, why does he need that help? And that's kind of where I saw the seven ish tendency in him because he like, he often needs help from Dumbledore because he's like going out and doing the randomest stuff ever. And it's like getting Mm. him in trouble, you know? That's true. Um, That's
1: true. Good point
0: this w- wildly positive attitude puts him in positions where he is forced to be dependent on others, not because he's like, he wants to be, but because he literally is like, can't, can't, can't he's go naive. without it. Yeah. He's super naive. Um, And, and I think he's, he's even like, he he's loyal because he feels like he, he needs to be, uh, because they've given him so much, you know, um, like he'll do anything for Dumbledore, but would he have done anything for him before he like gave him a job and didn't let him, uh, go back to the real world and like took him in and accepted him, even though he was half giant and all of this stuff. Okay. So next up, I, I think we should throw out Lucius Malfoy. What do you, what do you think?
1: I love this man. Um, my thoughts on him are not fully developed, but here's what I'll say. I, I think he's a core three.
0: Uh-huh. Um, that's because he said. seems
1: very like just the vanity radiates off of him he also mm. seems like a big faker and he's incredibly disloyal like he ditches Voldemort as soon as he's gone and then acts like he didn't and it's like
0: right right
1: you know I think that's there I was trying to think about like I was trying to think about it and I don't think he's double competency he doesn't give me that mm. vibe at all so I said three and six um, but something about 368 is like more shovy than he radiates to me. So I was guessing 369. I think he's Bermuda yeah. because he's very adaptable, but still like that core three. That's my guess. He could be 368. Maybe I, you could convince me of anything, honestly. But
0: I, I said three and six as well. I said one because, and, and maybe that's just the three-ishness of like wanting to have the perfect image. But I, I think that a lot of how he presents himself is with that one ego boundary of uh, of rigid and and also like wanting to reform his family as well and and make it make others come into his space and and I don't know I see I think this that's like just
1: for show though you know right like right. I think the reforming I don't think that has anything to do with one at all because he doesn't seem like moralistically focused like and also remember mm. th- like three six one that is the like that's the worker, you know, that's like the, the drudgery. Like I want to do it. Like, I'll just like, I'll do the simple menial yeah, tasks, yeah. you know? And he doesn't give me double dependent vibes, like mm. one in six. I feel like together would be more overtly anxious and like more perfectionistic and more, uh, but maybe, maybe you're right. I think he might be Bermuda though, because he seems like very shifty in pretty much every way.
0: Very, very shifty. No, he really is. And, and I think that's just, that's also his nature of just being, self-serving as a character but because three six and nine yeah are the attachment types who are the most adaptable i think they can also be the most fake um especially when you are core three with the six and the nine um and he is probably the the most fake character uh, during the whole thing i think i love him I think if he was like, he couldn't be three, six and nine and be a core nine though, or be a core six, because he, oh, is, I agree. he's way more present than that. Um, and way more aware of his fakeness. And I think just the way that he's trying to manipulate uh, fudge and like all of, all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, definitely core three, but I, I would agree. I think he is Bermuda probably.
1: Well, also for anyone who's listening, Bermuda is like the type it's like the name that the internet uses for this trifix of three six nine because it's triple attachment and it's arguably the most common um, trifix because three six and nine are the most common um, fixes or, or just like the most common types in general. Mm. but also the most and common I, fixes.
0: I think I'm seeing a trend as well. Like a six is a very common fix in the in the head types.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you're most likely to see a three fix, a six fix or a nine fix, regardless of type. I mean, maybe this like, mm. maybe I'm just like biased, but like, I think there's a lot of three, six and nine fixes in these characters that I see. But
0: All right. Next up, uh, let's go to, while we're, while we talked about Lucius, I think we should talk about Draco next
1: from father yeah. to son. Well, before Draco, I want to toss out Narcissa. I don't feel like she has enough
0: oh, character oh, yeah.
1: to even talk about. But I said she was also Bermuda. I thought like 963 is my guess. Mm. That's just like, she gives me a nine vibe just because she's sort of like along for the ride of her egoistic family. That That's just a thought though. Yeah. i don't like to be wrong.
0: I honestly, like, I think you see the way that she cares for Draco and the way that she's willing to be self sacrificial for her entire image and for her entire family for in order to save her son at the end where she she in front of all of these people that she's, she's been like baller. quote unquote serving, you know, she goes up and she's she offers herself to go up and check on to see if Harry's dead and she's like, are you where's Draco? or whatever. Um I definitely see that that nineishness in her. Um with, and and especially the flowiness of, of the Bermuda as well. Wow, their family is whack. If I want <laughs> you to true. talk about
1: Draco first, because I have thoughts about his type, but I this character I literally waffled over a thousand times. I think I know what his type is, but
0: uh, yeah, I am not certain about this one. Um, my first inclination was to say that he was a th- also a three, um, like his dad, except for he has that well yeah I don't know like he he's either a three or a six in my head I don't know what do you think
1: I had the same thought I I and I like changed this like eight times I kept going back in the notes and changing it I had him as as three six eight I think he's six three eight
0: okay I also had three six eight
1: I think that double aggressive stance energy is definitely there with three and eight together um but I couldn't quite pinned down the core type. And I think it's because sixes are just like that. They're so like, they waffle back and forth. And I think that's, you see that like feigning confidence that he's trying to do all the time, but then it's riddled with like this hidden self-doubt. And then when you see it behind the scenes, he's like, the boy is stressing, like he is struggling. Yeah, He's not doing so hot. I don't know. I think also just like the three-ishness we see might be the fact that like six is connected to three in a really significant way, you know, like it it stresses to three
0: yeah and i think also like with an upbringing like he had with with parents who are image focused especially a dad who's very image focused i think it's easy for that that three fix to grow um and for it to be something that you see a lot like he grew up thinking that we i need to be presentable you know like my my image represents my family and i have to um I have to upkeep what my, my father started in a lot of ways. And so you can see a lot of that.
1: I think another thing regarding his dad is that like, remember six is attaching to the protective energy. Like everything he does is like my, my father will hear about this. You know, like (laughs) everything Draco does is just going, running back to the support system and he can feign this. He can feign all this like aggressive confidence because at the end of the day, he knows his dad is rich and powerful and can just like get him out of things.
0: Right, and right. Also,
1: just in general, he's always, he always seems like sewn to his dad's hip, even when he's like annoyed with his dad. Mm. He seems very, I don't know. And his mom is like obsessed with him, but I don't, I don't see him as a mama's boy. I see him as a daddy's boy, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's,
0: and I mean, like, like you said, even when he's upset with him, he's following in his footsteps for that approval and, and, um, and for that guidance of like, I want to be a death eater too. Oh, uh, no, not even I want to be, but I am one, you know? Um, you can definitely hear him, like I think that something I hear or I see with a lot of sixes is like you can hear them repeating what they've been told. you know, like sometimes you can tell that what they're saying is something they read or something someone told them rather than like an original thought. And I see that with with Draco is that he's constantly repeating. Stuff that it sounds like he's regurgitating from his dad, or from uh, the Death Eater mantra, or uh, from Voldemort himself. Like he, he's just, he's like, school is lame, and, and like, there's this world out there that, that I get to be a part of, and he chose me, you know, like all of this, like, uh, repeating this affirmation that he feels like he's gotten.
1: I get what you're saying. I agree. Just to toss it out there get her out of the way because she really doesn't matter i think fleur is another bermuda type
0: oh that's just nine that's
1: just no i think she's a three
0: really oh okay
1: i mean that that might just be my thing but i think of her as like kind know, of agree, confident actually. kind of confident and also kind yeah. of fake and like definitely when you... seems like i don't know she just seems like if you got it font it a little bit i don't know like sexual three vibes in my opinion right like,
0: I think when you think about the movies, she's more nine-ish because you don't see all of... That's so true. You don't really see her, period. Like, she she kind of, like, doesn't exist in a in a way. Or when she's even there, she's very quiet. She's, she's very um, passive in a lot of ways. But in the books, I agree. She definitely is a three in the books. And you don't see that in the movies. Like, even, like, think about the way that she exists in the Weasley's home. And she's, like this and this and this and i have all these preferences and like blah 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 and like look at my dress and all this stuff
1: exactly i think that i think in the book actually she's probably 386 instead Mm. of 3396 because like you know 386 is like that kyle structure like that kylie structure (laughs) just sort of like kind of basic but also like assertive at the same time like i think that fits her you know like yeah i think her her type in the movie is like she doesn't have type in the in the movie, like, like there's no neurotic right, cycle right. that is evident. But like in the book, maybe she's actually more like 386 or something like that. I there's agree. All
0: right, I think we should throw out a, a big character uh for this one. For Let's it. talk about uh Hermione.
1: Oh, yes. Let's talk about Hermione. You okay.
0: Go. First of all, I think that she is a one with a two wing. Um, and I think a great illustration of this is spew in the books. Like you don't really get to see this in the, in the movies, but when she is obsessed with like saving Saving all of these, all of these house elves that like, don't even want to be saved and, or like, she's defining what is right for them to want. and Like the justice that, that she feels they need, that they don't even need. It's so one-ish
1: and two-ish, you're right. It's totally the combo of one and two.
0: Which might indicate that she also has a, a two fix, but I actually think she might have a three
1: fix. I waffled between those two numbers for ages. I was thinking uh-huh. one, two, six or one, one, three, or one, three fix. But ultimately I said one, two, fi- one, two, six, but I could be convinced of one, three, six, because she definitely seems to want to be like, the golden girl and like do things the right way. Not only right, a 3 way, right. not only a one-ish way, but also like, I do see the performance focus at three. Yeah. Like I need to set aside my feelings and work hard. So honestly, one through six probably makes sense.
0: I think the two-ish wing is enough yeah. for what yeah, we see. Yeah, that's true. Like, even the way that she, she <gasps> is in so class, right. you know, like the You're way that so she right. exists in class is like, oh, like my hand is like all the way up and like, I want to answer I want to, it's not enough that she just knows what's right. It's that she wants to be seen knowing what's
1: right. She also is like, I, I can totally see how she does have that aggressive stance energy in that she like has a vision of what's going to happen and puts, puts it into action. You know, like think about Dumbledore's army. Like she makes yeah. that ish happen. Like she just like right. goes after it. I actually think you're right too, because um, think about the way the three fix makes- the image that's narrated with the three fixes that like i need to be the quintessential and i need to be the best at this right and i need to fit and like a mold that already exists and she shows up a mudblood no wizarding like experience at all you know like her family are muggles and then she becomes like the best witch i think you're probably right i would probably say one six three
0: and she's not triple dependent she's not one two six she's got a lot
1: of that though like ball buster i don't know she could be maybe
0: she, she could be, but I feel like the double competency is more yeah. relevant than the triple dependent, you know? Um, I
1: think you're right. I think that's true.
0: Because she very much like handles things with this even tone where she's like, okay, this is what we need to do. Harry, you need to form a union. Okay, you won't do that's it, so I'll true. do it.
1: <laughs> and you're, you're so going right to still that. do it, you know? I, I think an interesting thing is that like, she's at, at least according to our assessment, she's the same Trifix as McGonagall. Isn't that interesting? Which I totally see. Wow, save. oh
0: my gosh, because that's so She true. is sort of
1: like a mini McGonagall all along, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Can we talk about her growth to seven for like a yeah. hot second?
1: Yeah, you throw it out there. What do you think?
0: Because I think that that is a big thing for her to, to kind of um, not just question what's right, but actually be like, what I'm told is right, actually might not be. And what, what we are doing, like what me, Harry and Ron are doing could be actually the right thing to do. And it's okay to let go of some of the rigidity and let go of some of the laws and let go of some of these rules that I've been, been abiding by and kind of go off and do our own thing. And that's exactly what they do. And so I, I think I see a, like that growth to seven has always kind of confused me because it kind of feels like the seven is like willy nilly and. it it would be it would make more sense in my brain for a seven to like be more reined in 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 growth to one but i think in this case it makes a lot of sense that she's like it's actually better if we go off and we define what is right rather than just relying on everyone else to tell us do you have anything else to talk about the seven growth
1: um i think it's a cool narrative i mean she becomes less uptight I guess that's the point Like she's willing to do what needs to be done
0: Yeah, yeah
1: Without being like super rigid about it And she also like, I don't know The poor girl needs to learn how to have fun What an interesting character though I mean she's so iconic And that's true I actually do think she's double competency Because maybe I'm taking the word too literally But she's also literally like the only competent character (laughs) ever She's the only one who, who knows how to do what needs to be done Without getting emotional about it
0: So true, that's so true like I Ron even- and
1: Harry are like basically inept, and then she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. It.
0: <laughs> and and they even point that out. They're like, we would die without you. Yes. I love that.
1: Yes, yeah. you would. They know their place.
0: Um, who's next?
1: I want to talk about oh shoot. I don't know. I have so- Oh, oh my gosh. I know who I want to talk about. Peter Pettigrew.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay go for I it i think
1: I'm, i think i know his fix I, I think i know his whole type but i want to hear your thoughts on it first because i think he like i'm looking at his trifix and i could convince myself that he is a core of any one of these three i do think i know his core his core type but
0: i actually did not take notes on him so i don't have like fully formed i'll say oh.
1: that i think he's i think he's six i think he's six nine four that's my thought Yeah. Because that trifix is called whiny tears, which I love so much. (laughs) But it's so him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's sniveling and obedient, but he doesn't have like the double sweetness of like six, nine, two. You know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that like combination of nine and two. Um, And he's also kind of like, he really is so whiny. That's also maybe because he's like in a rough position. Um, But I think he's a core six. And then I'd say nine. And then I would say four. And I also think that's why like his betrayal is such a shock to his friends because mm. when he turns up like to be the bad guy everyone's like what because he's just sort of like this little whatever guy in the background right. who doesn't have a lot of like presence but i don't know he strikes the- me as pretty like mopey
0: yeah oh for sure but so so you were saying that you didn't know what his core was like you were considering a nine or a four as a core type.
1: Yeah, I mean like I don't think he's a core four, but I do think he often feels like an outcast. I think that's like why part Mm. of like being in the in crowd with all of his cool friends was like such a big deal for him. Um, Yeah. But I I think he I I guess I could have been convinced that he was a nine maybe, but he's probably not. He's too nervous. I think he's a six.
0: Yeah, he definitely has that anxious, you know, vibe to him for sure. Um oh I agree. I agree with that.
1: Okay. I'm realizing I have notes here for Sirius and we already talked about lupin so just to complete the four of them i feel like before we get into serious we should talk about harry's dad just because we have so little context for for him but i think that man is triple aggressive that's all i'll say i think he's a chad
0: oh my gosh i love that idea that 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 james is triple aggressive i think that's why he leaves everyone in the dust like think about it he does not care at all and it's kind of annoying but yeah okay talk about more about that
1: I don't know I think he's probably a core eight with a seven wing or the other way around and he's got this Mm. three fix like he's kind of a golden boy and like he's handsome and and, like fun but like is also really kind of selfish like he just he radiates frat boy energy I think which is part of why
0: so much yeah
1: which (laughs) is why it's like three seven eight Tryfix makes sense to me, but I don't know. We don't really get a glimpse of him beyond like the pensive or whatever. But I think it's just funny. Just a funny thought.
0: Oh yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about Sirius then in relation to to James and like round out. We talked about Lupin already, and um, and we just talked about uh, Peter Pettigrew. But what do you think about Sirius? Like, what what is he?
1: I think Sirius is such an intriguing type. I think he's so interesting, and I thought about this a lot. I think. He- I said serious is eight, seven, four because
0: we're, we're the same. I thought he was a, okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I think he's, I considered like core seven, maybe. I think he's actually a core eight because he's got this. uh, I don't know though. He could be a core seven. He's like, he's playful and fun, but also forceful and just like says what he thinks and it's like straight up and is dominating in a lot of ways. Um, I guess he could be a core seven, but I think he, he strikes me as like core eight and that's why there's so much force to him. And then the flowiness and like the magic of seven and four comes afterward. But he, de- I think the four fix is like, he's he's out of place with his family.
0: Um, mm. You know, like
1: he doesn't belong there but he also didn't care, you know? It's not yeah. like he like he felt the need to fit a mold at three or like needed to be generous at two. I think he's, yeah, that's my thought.
0: I think that he is a seven with an eight fix or with an eight wing and fix. So I I think that because he has this positive outlook um
1: yeah
0: when he's talking about like the way things are going to be even the fact that he just decided to like go with Harry on the train just because he wanted to like go go to say goodbye to him and and things like that like he's always talking about these adventures and he's always doing things that are really risky you're and right, dangerous you're right actually
1: I think that- he's the 7
0: just because he wants to and that's and I also think that that goes along with like he doesn't really have a a want to be a part of his family because he feels frustrated by them so he's just going to leave them behind and then go make his entire family the potters or make like he talks about that he's like they became my everything and I didn't really care about my family because they didn't give me what I wanted anyway
1: I think um, another part, another reason I might be thinking he was a core eight is because we see him in this like fatherly protective role to Harry, you know, like yeah, he is the coach yeah, of Harry's for sure. life, you know? So maybe that's, I do think that there's eight in his trifix, but I think he's probably, I actually, I think you're right. I think he is a core seven.
0: And I think that I see that 8 ishness of like that protectiveness and that, that comes with the wing and also the fix, but also, um, and this is something I think the movies did really well, that the, that. Like the one thing I think the movie really nailed and the, the the book didn't have in it was that scene right before Sirius dies, and they're they're fighting Bellatrix and they're sending they're they're doing their spells or whatever and it's just silent all of a sudden. Harry sends a spell and then Sirius looks b- back and says, "Nice one, James." Oh, it's so like it's so gut wrenching.
1: It's so good. But
0: this idea that Harry has kind of replaced James in a, in a lot of ways in Sirius's life. I think speaks more to the seven core than the eight because it is a protective nature that he has over Harry, but it's also this like selfish rekindling with a friend that he lost.
1: You that's know, That's true. They're kind of like brothers in a way. And he is like yeah. playful, you know, like he isn't, that's actually true. I think he's probably a seven. You're right. But well, I definitely
0: so see that the eight and the fix and also the wing. Wow. That one was a really fun one to talk about.
1: Two more irrelevant characters we should toss out. Are- yeah. Dean and Seamus.
0: Yes, I have them too. As as <laughs> they're great. Okay. Okay, you what,
1: pick one of them and unpack, and I'll I'll do the other.
0: Um, I'm gonna pick Seamus because I feel like I resonate with Seamus <laughs> <laughs> on a chaotic energy. Um <laughs> I think that he is a core six. Um mostly because he can be uh like he can be aggressive in some ways, like, uh, in the ways that he he disagrees with Harry, you know? But I think it's because he's being fed that information from his parents. Like, he's, he's very other-referential when he's talking. And he's also, like, one of the biggest characters who struggles with capability. Like, his entire his entire theme as a character is like i can't do this
1: (laughs) but i don't think he thinks that though like i i said he has a six fix but i i think he's a core eight and i think that's why he's so incompetent is that he's like overconfident i think he's like too excited funny i don't know i said he's 863 just because Uh i i see that like that kyle energy like he's like there's so much energy there but he's also like you're right he is incompetent but i think he's kind of like okay with that or like doesn't know maybe and it's just funny
0: you know what yeah yeah I I can totally see that as well I said he definitely had an eight fix uh, if, if anything so I can totally see that I, oh, I really, Dean. yeah oh yeah yeah go for it De- Dean Dean
1: I I have no concept of Dean's personality because I barely remember I so I guessed I just guessed 963 he seems like a Bermuda like just like generally okay. agreeable like no no standout traits but isn't he like does he do anything important at any point
0: um i guess his most important role is in like being the antithesis to harry in the relation to jenny uh in their like love triangle whatever so i guess that's like his most his most prevalent presence in the entire franchise is just him yeah. like not being Harry, you know <laughs> yeah.
1: they don't even confront each other right like in the book i remember there's like this awkward part where harry runs into them in the hallway or whatever oh, like yeah. they're hiding in a passageway and like making out and yeah nothing happens they're just like oh that's awkward bye
0: yeah and i guess like you you mostly see dean from the perspective of like through jenny or through um hermione talking about their relationship to harry in the movies, at least. she's like, oh, she's been crying again. He said, they got in another <laughs> fight, you know. Um, that doesn't really tell you much. I wrote 379 because I do think that there's this, like, playful, fun atmosphere to what we kind of get from him. But, again, we don't really see very much, you know.
1: Well, your guess is as good as mine. So, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: All right. So, let's move on to uh, to two characters... Real quick, let's start with Quirrell. Um, I w- I laughed when I wrote this this trifix down, or at least my guess to his trifix, because it is literally his character, which is six, core six, uh, nine and two, which is literally Stockholm syndrome, where he quite he like actually has someone attached to him to tell him what to do all the time, and he is under their control, like. Doing whatever they want, giving over their physical presence to Voldemort—that's his entire character, and I think that's why he is a he is a core six. Um, but that that was my guess. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I guess six nine three, just because uh-huh. there's like there's no real individuation. Like he's just like a byproduct of external influence in all of mm-hmm. them. You know, I said six nine three, but I I could see six nine two as well. Yeah.
0: Okay, here's another character, um, Lockhart.
1: Gilroy lockhart i love this man he's such an obnoxious character i think it's so funny <laughs> i think he is a social three
0: mm. i said
1: i said three seven one which is the welcome to my ted talk oh because he radiates gosh. that energy of like he does. I have he like first of all like the exploits like the let me tell you the stories of all the adventures i've been on that is such a three seven stem that they do that constantly yeah like the, yeah i did all these grand things let me tell you all about it um and then also the one fix of like, like, I have something really important you must hear that's like, like he's kind of like rigid and like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's uptight in his imaged consciousness, like his three mm-hmm. and seven aggressive stance gets this sense of like, let me put it on a stage, you know, because he doesn't have that eight energy of domination, nor does he have that like flowy, blurry energy of nine. He has just like, I think that Ted talk vibe, the welcome to my Ted talk is such a funny nickname for this trifix, but it's so entertaining
0: welcome to my TED talk he really is and like every single time he talks it's a TED talk you know even when it's just him and Harry and they're signing letters or whatever and he's like isn't this a great time (laughs) (laughs) I love that Um, (laughs) because he genuinely feels like it's like he's gifting Harry with his detention like this is such a gift. Why are you complaining, you know? Um, which I think is uh, such a welcome to my TED Talk vibe. Um,
1: he's so entertaining.
0: I have this perfect thing to do. It has everything to do with me. And it's going to be so fun. <laughs> All right. Another person, I think. So we, we we were saying he's at core three, right? Lockhart. With the Yeah, I think so. For sure. One. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Another core three, that I think, is Slughorn. I think he is also a social three Um, in the way that he like collects his students. Uh, He even like talks about like, I would have liked to set like he he is referring to um, one of I can't even remember who he's talking about, but
1: he's talking about Regulus Arcturus Black.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, he's also very protective of his image when it comes to the memory, like when, when Double sends Harry to try and get the memory, like it's all about looking like he was doing the right thing.
1: And not even like, just on top of that, that is the perfect example of like the central sin of vanity as a form of self-deceit. It's literally like, I can't Mm. even bear I can't even bear it, you know? Like I think that's and I think yeah. that adds to the two-wing as well. The sense of like he's attached to the image, but he's also like he can't bear to think of himself as someone who did something bad, like who did something really bad. He's such an and interesting character.
0: There's also this vibe of like, if you don't see that I did something bad, then I didn't do it. Like
1: exactly. he can't he
0: can't bear for anyone to look at it because he can't he doesn't want to look at it. And if you don't see it, then maybe it didn't happen, you know, because it's all about the image.
1: Yeah, I would say he's three six nine is my guess Mm. because he does i I do think he's another bermuda just because he's so like he's kind of wishy-washy in a way but is also like he just seems like beloved at the same time if that makes any sense like people seem to like him but he isn't like even though he's a three i see the blurry presence at nine like i don't think of him as a super assertive person and i definitely see the six fix in my opinion but
0: who else do we attribute as a bermuda was it draco we said.
1: I said, um, I think, I think Narcissa Malfoy is a Bermuda. I think I said Lucius is a Bermuda as well, but I think he might have an eight fix or something. I don't know. But
0: even Lucius and Slughorn have similar vibes. You know, they do have That's similar f- similar flavors. It uh, a, a maybe a difference in them is that I don't think Lucius is social first. Um, I think he's self-pres first, and I think that. Slughorn is social first, and so that could be a, uh, a way that they're different, but you see the similar flavors of like collecting things for the image, protecting the image at all costs, faking it till you make it kind of, kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I agree. Um, oh gosh, I have another character I want to talk about that I think is so entertaining okay which is xenophilius lovegood such a random (laughs) such a random minor character but he really strikes me as like so intriguing because he's such a weirdo
0: yeah
1: Um, do you have thoughts about him or, or do you not
0: i do have thoughts about him okay i i i haven't decided on his core type but i think he definitely has a five and a three fix because there, even though he doesn't seem concerned about his image, I, I don't think he's a core three, but I, but his, his concern about like the way that he presents himself, it's odd and, and weird, but it's very like put together, you know, it's very, um, in his mind, very like a, a competent way of, of engaging with the world. And I think he might be a core five, actually. What do you think?
1: I am intrigued by that. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking through this guy a lot. I think. I wouldn't agree with the three fix because the three fix is like, let me fit an established mold and he fits everything, but an established mold. You know, mm. I think he has a four fix. I said, I said six, four, nine, because whiny tears. Um,
0: six, four, nine.
1: Yeah. I said six, four, nine, because he also could be a core nine. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I don't think he's a core four. He definitely strikes me as an attachment type. Mm. Um he really does but I, I, the whiny tears in general just the sense of like the double reactive but also like the double victim helplessness of six and four together
0: right.
1: mixed with the like i don't really matter of nine um that's what it seems like to me he is really fuzzy though so he could be a core nine with that six and four fixes i honestly could be convinced of that i think he might be nine six four and also the scene that, that i think of when i think of him is like when they show up at his house, you know, and like, <laughs> then then everyone comes and blows up his house because he's an idiot. Right,
0: right. But there's no there's no um. Oh well, I guess you have the positive outlook from the nine perspective because I think there is this this thing of like, let me just get them to my house and then and I haven't really thought through what it looks like. But
1: <laughs> he also I didn't, didn't like invite it. them though. They just showed up. Remember, like he doesn't oh, try wow. to get them to his house and they he just doesn't want them to leave. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think what you're talking about though is that like I see the nine and four merging like that nine four stem of like the dreamy sort of like out of touch with reality makes a right. nine and four yeah I don't know I think that makes sense to me he is
0: an odd character though he's so this, weird this also is like he is a really weird character and you might think that um this goes back to our culture conversation of like is it just the culture is weird from from our perspective but i think genuinely they are super weird people and they try and make that very obvious
1: (laughs) that's true i think another reason i thought he might be a core six is because of that five wing like he does seem so five-ish to me yeah but then again i also thought the same same thing of luna and then i did the math and i realized i think she has to be you know nine four seven like we talked about or nine seven nine seven four or nine seven two even you know like she's just a weirdo yeah but, uh, yeah but maybe maybe the like the only reason luna is weird is that she's a byproduct of her awkward dad
0: yeah i can I totally see that
1: he could be a core five you could be right about that he's he's a funky guy
0: he truly is um okay another uh, kind of arbitrary character but i feel like people would be upset if we missed him filch yes let's talk filch. about filch what did you think
1: I am not certain for Filch. I put down six one four. Okay. Because I see this like jaded flavor of double reactive with six and four, but also like
0: double uh frustrated.
1: Yeah, double frustration of like being hyper picky and specific at at one and four together. Mm. Um but he also just like he's kind of like self-indulgent with his own negativity. And I think that's why it's a four fix and not like a three fix or a two fix.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. I also put um, a four fix for sure. And
1: also so much of his like character type seems to be built around the fact that like he is a squib and like doesn't mm. have any powers. You know, he's just right. like a a dud living in a in a wizard's world, which kind of sucks for poor Filch, but I think it's interesting.
0: I The only difference I had, because I had six and four, but I put nine instead because in a lot of ways, even though he is frustrated, he does have this like resigned nature to him. And, I, and maybe that's just like his position at Hogwarts or his societal position. But he does feel like very resigned to his I get what you're saying. You know?
1: I think I think the only difference is that like I was thinking about the one fix in regard to the fact that like he is so willing to correct. And so willing to call out for like this isn't you're not following the rules you know like the students yeah. out of bed like just like being rigid even to a point where he's not thinking like this is also like a movie moment but in in the very last movie when he comes running out he's like students out of bed and McGonagall's like they're supposed to be out of bed you idiot yeah like, yeah yeah like just like this like over rigidity and, and like obsession with the rules it, the, also the guy's yeah wild.
0: contrast that with like the fifth movie where Um, Umbridge is making up all these rules and he's having like the time of his life, like putting them on the wall and nailing them in. He's like, he, he, he,
1: (laughs) exactly. It's like this spiteful revenge on the students. Um, But again,
0: he had to wait for someone else to make those rules for him to do that. But he was like more than glad to post them on the board. You know, he just had to wait for, uh, Umbridge to make them. I agree. Who's next.
1: Okay. I want to talk about Mad-Eye Moody. Okay. This guy is so intriguing. I think also my perspective of him is probably distorted because there's the fake Mad-Eye in the fourth book.
0: Yeah, that's really um, hard.
1: But we see him in, in the latter books as well. And he strikes me as an eight mm. with with five and three fixes, which I think <gasps> is such That's an what interesting... I said. Oh, yay.
0: Wow. Are we, is this is the first time that we've been like exactly on the same page? No, maybe not.
1: But, we had okay. another one where we were the same, but I think, yeah, I said eight five three just because he seems like the double robotic like yeah stiffness of five and three, but with like the force of eight as the core type.
0: And he's very secretive. Like I think that comes from the double rejection. He's with the eight and five. He's like even when he even when he wasn't like a fake person pretending to be him, who had a lot of secrets. Like even in his normal stratosphere. I, that's not the right word, but like he's he's very a secretive person like you don't really know much about him and i think that's intentional you know
1: and he's also i mean he's like an order too right like isn't that a big part yeah. of him i think that's a big part of it um but also like what are some names for that trifix like the um american psycho they call one of them just because <laughs> it's like so no nonsense but also like really forceful i think that makes sense
0: and also the the double competency fixes with 5 and 3 being run by the reactive core type of eight is so real because i feel like he he throws out all the emotions like he he'll get really angry at harry sometimes but then immediately he's like okay let's handle this you know and i think there's this ruggedness that comes with mad I moody that comes with those three combined being and specifically being run by eight not just like having them as a try fix though
1: yeah wait this is so this is yeah i totally agree i looked up um Another nickname that people have had for 358 and anygrammar.com calls 358 the serial killer. Um, (laughs) It says, it says, this is a harsh characterization, but has the defining sense of this combo having no natural sense of warm humanness, similar to 135, but with a Martian impetus, like a robotic Aries.
0: Oh my. Yeah. Which I totally see for him. I mean, he even is like kind of robotic, like literally
1: you oh my know gosh, he the he eye. has
0: that the eye and then also it doesn't his leg like why do I feel like he has like other? No, things? no,
1: because you're thinking of well, he limps a lot, but you're also I, and maybe not you. I'm not, I associate him sort of with that guy from Treasure Planet. Yes, like-
0: yes, I was just about to say that. No, I totally do. I to- that's what exactly what it was. <gasps> oh my gosh, you read my mind. No, that's exactly what I was thinking of. You're so right.
1: What's that guy's name? Like Long John Silver? He has like a different name, and then
0: yes, they do have so- Like I honestly would not be surprised if he had the exact same trifix. <laughs>
1: No, no, because that guy's like two. That guy is a two-fix. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's too sweet for that. But I. With
0: Morph, the little thingy. Morph.
1: That's so true. Oh my gosh.
0: I love that movie. Wow. All right. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) So that's Mad Eye. Okay. The next character we have to talk about is Bellatrix Lestrange.
1: I love Bellatrix Lestrange. I need your thoughts
0: on her immediately. I,
1: I like, labored over this type for so long. (laughs) I did. I, I she first of all I think she's one of the most interesting villains ever um I mm. ultimately thought she was a core eight with a seven wing okay um but I didn't think she had a seven fix the more I thought about it I think she's eight to six I thought she might mm. be a two for a little while because I was thinking like the the girl is literally obsessed with Voldemort she's like but yes. I think it's just like that double dependent flavors that like she would literally serve him to the end of the line but another thing I forget about is that like core eights are super loyal that's like a that, that's a big defining trait of eight is right. that eights are eights are consistently so loyal because they have this protective energy and that's why she like wants to do everything for Voldemort like she's like let me like she even wants to kill Harry right like she's like let me kill yeah. him and he's like nah girl chill like I, I need to do that
0: yeah I think that the the difference is that she she is not a core dependent type like at at her core like she is like a do-it-herself kind of girl like i'm gonna go kill harry and i'm gonna do this and even the way that she pushes that onto her sister like narcissa she's like we're gonna go see snape and we're gonna get to the bottom of this and narcissa of course is as we've discussed is probably like a bermuda or like a core nine or or just kind of free-flowing like bellatrix is like no i know what's right we're gonna go we're gonna do it right now and there is this giving attitude but it's not like that for everyone it's it's specifically towards people she's decided to love i guess
1: yeah and ultimately like two is an image type and like wants to persistently present sweet feelings and like general kindness mm. and i think she she strikes me instead as like a core reactive type you know like yeah. think about her as an eight and a react like the girl just like she flips her shit as soon as there's a reason to but yeah yeah
0: no i i had the exact same prefix so i'm very proud of us um okay this is the nitty gritty we have two left two left let's talk about voldemort the man man himself the man who shall not be named
1: tom riddle you i have thought a lot about him you toss your thoughts out
0: okay so, there was a long time where I thought that he had this eightishness in him, especially like even when with what we've talked about before, where a lot of like quintessential world leaders and um, uh, tyrants. Ty- yes, tyrants is the word I was looking for. Um, are eights. But I think that he actually just has an eight fix and he's really a three with an eight fix. There is this pride in him that comes with the eight fix. He's very like unwilling to be vulnerable, but I think it's mostly from a competent perspective rather than a reactive perspective. Like I do not see him ever being able to like throw out all of these vulnerable emotions. Like he gets angry, but it always feels like he's in control of that anger.
1: I agree. I agree. What did you say? I said, well, what did you put as his head fix?
0: i put five
1: me too i i said three eight five as well oh yay i said five
0: because he it's not that he's like everything's gonna go right with the seven and like very playful it's not like he's he he is pessimistic but in a very like competent way i think i see that double competency with three and five but there's also this like deep search for insight With his mental space. Like when he finds out that there's this dark magic, he goes like all in intellectually and he is like, I want to dominate this one piece with this one like cove or or whatever. So that's why I think I see his head type as being such a five because this deep, deep, deep search into one specific area.
1: I agree. And I said for eight and five together, like double rejection, like extra secretive, extra like. I need nothing from the world. Um, And I thought about him being a core eight for a while because it's like, how do you dominate the world that much? But I think for him, the the final motivation is always to be the quintessential wizard. Like the biggest thing is like the legend that he leaves behind. Like the horcruxes Mm. he chooses are like really fancy and like associated with, you know, like he just seems like the kind of guy who really at the end of the day just wants to be seen as like the ultimate. He wants to be better than period. And he wants to like- seem above and also like this is getting really deep into like object relations stuff but like i think he as far as i can remember he like kind of resents like his mom is sort of like taken advantage of or wounded and i'm pretty sure Mm. he kills his parents or something but like right doesn't he or something he kills kills his
0: dad and i don't think he kills
1: no i think you're right i can't remember
0: i think he definitely kills his dad though because his dad abandoned him
1: but I think he is like attached to his mom in a way Like I, as far as I yeah. can remember I feel like there's some like general like positive regard he has for his mom Which is crazy coming from Voldemort But he definitely fits that same serial killer vibe Of like a you know what I'm saying Like cold yeah. detached but like forceful and terrifying
0: Well I even think about the, the the things that he chooses as horcruxes Like doesn't he choose his mom's necklace or something Like what is it? He chooses her ring Oh the ring the Marvolo ring Yeah, yeah. even that idea of staying attached to that ring to that image of of a semblance of a family like that's something that he decides even when he's becoming like a super villain like, he decides to keep a hold of that to keep a hold of a family that rejected him um and to be like i'm going to use this and make it proud you know i'm going to use um and kind of seek out justice for his mom in a lot of ways like i think you're really right i think he does have this extra attachment to his mom
1: Wow. That's so thorough. I love it. I guess we're just left with Dumbledore.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: The last guy. We have made
0: it all the way here. Okay. Dumbledore.
1: Well, before we do this, I just want to congratulate anyone who made it this far. You made it to the end.
0: Honestly, good for you. This is is a lot. Okay. What did you think of Dumbledore? Thoughts?
1: Okay. Dumbledore is such a fascinating character. Mm -hmm. I thought him through over and over and over and over. I ultimately said 952, which I think is such a unique and interesting try fix
0: Interesting.
1: Because I thought about him being a core five for a while, but he doesn't have that alien detached competency flavor. There's like this warmth and sort of like this general blurriness to him. And I think I'm realizing the five and two make him double rejection. So it's like this, there's a lot of hiddenness. And that's why he doesn't share anything about his story. But I actually mm. think ultimately he's a core nine, you know? He doesn't want that attention. You know, think about like everyone offers, like he has so many opportunities to be Minister of Magic, doesn't take it, you know? Like right. over and over and over, he has this opportunity to do something like really great. um, But he doesn't. And I think something that's interesting is that like, okay, anygrammar.com calls this trifix the psychotherapist, which I think is so intriguing. Wow. And, which totally fits his vibe. But I also think of him as like, What's the there's another name for him that's or for that trifix that's like um the spineless saint. That's what it is. Mm. Where it's like this this general yearning to like do good at at nine and two, like this this wanting to like be good and to do good and like to have a positive impact. Like there's this sweetness to it. Um, but the double withdrawn of five and nine makes them like too passive, you know, it's just an interesting try fix. That's my thought. I,
0: I, yeah. And and I think that also explains why he's so likable, but no one actually knows him, you know, which exactly. is why the book that comes out about him is like relatively shocking, not because it's necessarily true or false or whatever, but no one has anything to compare it to. And because he never told anyone anything about him and maybe not even intentionally, but just like unintentionally. He just doesn't share. And and that was something that Harry really struggled with in the seventh book he was like, I actually had so many hours in his office talking with him and we never talked about him. Like I never asked him any questions.
1: And another thing too, is that like, I think Dumbledore is ultimately pretty empathetic, but you know, like that's like, not only is he secretive, like you're talking about, but he also is just like, he's too cued into others to be a five, you know, he's mm. definitely withdrawn type in my opinion. Like he radiates withdrawn type energy, but Um, he just didn't seem robotic enough to be a five. Um, and he just, he seems like very able to relate and connect and just like genuinely cares in a way that's cool. But, um, he's, he's, I don't know, like he's a hero, but he's also not, you know?
0: And he also has that self-sacrificing nature to him, like quite literally has it, um, combined with his insightful nature as well. Um, where he's like trying to figure out by himself in secret, trying to figure out the Horcrux. I think it, it really means a lot that he he did tell Snape, but even that was so intentional. Like he told Snape knowing that he was going to die, knowing that Snape wouldn't, you know, he had enough over Snape for him to deem him as useful.
1: Well, I think an interesting parallel too, is considering that like he and Harry are both nines, you know? Yeah. So he is sort of like this sage figure who has things yeah. to offer Harry. Um, but he's, he's so much more selfless than Harry is, you know, like Harry has to learn from Dumbledore, but like Dumbledore embodies like this, like just genuine, like, not like he thinks his presence doesn't matter necessarily, but like this willingness to like be for the other or or, or before others in general, you know? And like, Harry is like low-key kind of selfish in my opinion but
0: and I think both unintentionally they're both unintentionally that way which is why I think he is such a good mentor for for Harry um yeah. and honestly that's something that we've talked about uh, you and I Jack is that if you are like kind of looking for a mentor or looking for like who, who you should be learning from I guess like we can all learn from each other but what's honestly super helpful is find someone who's older wiser and is your same type who has struggled through the similar uh, cycles that you have, the same neurotic patterns, and who's kind of like—I mean, not—not not that anyone has it all together and figured it out, but who has kind of learned uh, the ins and outs and have have learned ways to to cope and and to overcome the, those patterns. So that's a really beautiful way to to start and end. We well, we started with deadly, but
1: uh, <laughs> started with Harry Dudley. was second,
0: so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, a good bookend to this to this
1: episode. Ah, oh, this was so much fun. I loved it. Well, y'all, our time here is done today. If you wanna find us on Instagram, you can find us at not my type Enneagram. Use that same handle and add at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're also, I think, on Facebook. We're I'm always confused about that because I don't know. Please, I've never, just never actually barely looked.
0: don't like, yeah, don't even Does
1: it exist? It, um, it does
0: exist. It's, it's not it's not really that great though. So
1: <laughs> Well, we're trying our best. Uh, anyways Find us on social media. We have a lot of good things to share and also to learn from you guys. So thanks for listening. I hope this was fun. Um, what do they, they call the people who are Harry Potter fans?
0: Uh, P- Potter.
1: No, Potterheads. Well, Potterheads. Potterheads. That's
0: right. Well, to all you Potterheads, uh, we bid you adieu. And to all the people who watch, who listen to this anyway, um, stay tuned on our social media because we will be doing more of these and we want your input on who and what series okay. book or movie to do next so stick around and we'll talk to you guys later
1: okay bye guys
0: but if you're really into harry potter this is probably like the penultimate of your life i i love harry potter so this is thrilling um okay dumbledore (laughs) what
1: it's just a lot of malapropisms going on
0: (laughs) are there really penultimate
1: and ultimate means second to last. It's an adjective. <laughs> I think you meant to say pinnacle, but whatever.
0: It we'll just roll with it has Ultimate in it. It has ultimate the, in it.
1: Yes, ultimate meaning last. Second to last. That's why we say ultimately meaning lastly. So we say we say ultimately or at the end. But it's lastly.
0: Ultimate. Like wow, ultimate. Okay. <laughs> how do i do this so much i
1: just don't know you have a skill for it